If it's a hot dog truck, you just tuck it. You just tuck it in there. Hey. I'm sorry, I'm 12. (laughs) I have a complaint. What's the matter? I can't see the hot dog in here. You're welcome. That's because we're professionals. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, best part of the show we can't use. Okay. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? It's always great when you can start out this week's show with outtakes from last week's show. You know, the the, fa- the fact that we found that funny when we recorded it is one thing. The fact that we we're finding it funny a week later, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Oh, my God. And... You know, at one point you talked about how it could be a choose-your-own-adventure sort of thing with the educated idiots. Um, yeah. that, that's sort of what we've got going on this week. If you can pick up where that outtake came from and then put it into context for last week's show, God bless you. <laughs> do do I get to vote on that? Do I Can I enter the competition or am I excluded? No, 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 no. You have too much inside information. Okay. All right. Just checking. I just want to make sure the rules are clear here on that. So, uh, let's see. Speaking of rules, we probably ought to do an update on our NCAA brackets. Oh, yes. Yes. I would. Yes. I completely agree. We should do an update on the NCAA brackets. How are our brackets coming, Dwayne? Well, you remember how last week you weren't sure who was in first? But you knew who was in last. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Do you know who's in first this week? As a matter of fact, um, I do. Um, I I believe I believe it's one of us. I believe one of us. And it's not the one that does 98% of the work. (laughs) That's fair. That that's that's fair. Um, I have had I have had a good last two days which managed I managed to crawl out of the basement and where where it really matters is past Mark Jansen to the point where he can't catch me. <laughs> oh, no Arby's? Okay. No. <laughs> but you um leapfrogged Katie Caggiano and are now in first. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have sent an email. I believe that uh, for the for the for the for the kids for their safety and welfare, I think now's a good time to stop the tournament, just stop the games, and we should just call it good uh, and let the chips fall where they may. Um, it's only three while more games, so yeah. What while you're ahead, you just want to stop. While well, you're ahead. I mean, look, I, I'm thinking about the kids. If it happens to be that I win. Because of that, I mean that's fine, but I do think that that it's probably best. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Just, I'm here to help. 
Um, I, I did look, uh, I did, I did some, I did some figuring on all of this. Um, and the good news is, uh, not only have you moved up the list, there is, you are now mathematically ineligible to be last. Uh, you can't fall because some, some teams, some, some, uh, some of our people in our bracket are done. Now there's three games left, but not for them. Um, they, they, they have. Yeah, they they have they 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 missed they missed all of the rest of the of the tournament. So they have maxed out on points. So you you are safe. You are not going to finish last. But uh, giving credit to the members of the Talking to Todd pool up until yesterday, the two games yesterday, everyone all of the 10 could have scored points yesterday had Ooh. the games, you know, had, well, had Michigan beaten UCLA, right? Hmm. Okay. Everybody, everybody was eligible, still had points remaining when the game started yesterday. And for the 10, I've top to bottom. I was, I was pretty impressed with that. The other thing I will say is, and not that I have spent a lot of time looking at the brackets, um, but I did go through uh, and figure out under what scenarios, um, where where could I possibly end up? And uh, the good news is the way this is all going to end up, uh, I believe, unless I completely screwed this up, I, I either finish second or first, and I can't fall below second based off of what everybody else has left. They all are picking the same games I'm picking um, and really, uh, Alan, Alan, Alan's a problem for me. If I, if I'm, if I, but you know, that feeling, right? Like that, that's not the first time one of us is, is that, right? He doesn't listen to this podcast. You're all right. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm thinking the next time you guys are in a car together, you're going to say, do you mind if I put on a little bit of my podcast and then just, just play that for the fun of it? <laughs> so anyway. Uh, there so, we go. Yeah, you um, you are yeah, either right. in first or second. If Baylor wins, Allen is probably going to leapfrog over you. If Baylor wins both games, he will definitely leapfrog over you. And then it's kind of touch and go if Baylor loses their f- game against Houston. Um. Yes. Yeah. Um. If Baylor lo- is that their sorry, this this will never air. Are they, is that the, is that the, the semifinal? Yeah. If, if Baylor, Baylor loses, loses that game, loses, loses that game, I win. You win hands down. If, if, Baylor, if Baylor wins that if game, Baylor wins, I need Gonzaga to also win. And then the winner of that game, cause I've got Gonzaga, he's got Baylor. The winner of that game wins the bracket. So if Baylor loses, I win. I'm I, he can't catch me. Um, and oh, wait, if Baylor no, loses he, and Gonzaga continues to win i will beat alan well there you go go zags go zags and katie is katie is stuck at 66 every everybody who was all in on in on illinois um that that was that that was not as helpful as as one would hope so no yeah that was frustrating that was yeah that was frustrating uh let's see let's uh Sticking with NCAA, this is sure. also kind of kind of follow up. Um, did you see that Oregon State lost? The men's team lost the late game 
the other night. Okay. Did you see this story? No, I did not. As soon as they got back to the hotel, they were told to pack up and get on a 1.15 a.m. flight back to Eugene. And everyone had to hurriedly pack up their stuff and head to the airport. The team finally arrived in Corvallis at 4 a.m. on Tuesday. They lost the late game on Monday night and had to go straight to the airport. NCAA COVID protocols. Thanks, Mark. Emmert, Mark Emmert, not yeah, not Mark Felderman. Just I was, I mean, when you said that, I'm just my thought was, uh, <laughs> my thought was who who is their coach? Um, is it Alec Baldwin from Glengarry Glen Ross? Right. Uh, you know what? Beds are for winners. <laughs> That's- Beds are for winners. <laughs> You want to sleep tonight? You better win the game. That's all I'm saying. We're not not paying you guys for no reason. So let's go out there and do this. ABC, always be charging. No? <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah. So there was, there was that NCAA story that I wanted to... And then there was a little one about the NCAA Board of Governors issued a press release giving... Mark Emmert, their um, total support. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> That's what I thought. When you, when you're involved in sports and the owner comes out and says the coach or the GM has my total support, that means the lawyers are already negotiating the uh, the exit strategy. So if I was Mark, I would be I'd be grabbing some bankers boxes and maybe starting to tidy up the office a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that that. There, there's been a lot of stuff going on, but you know, in terms of how things have been handled recently, uh, yeah, apparently, yes. I mean, here's here. This is just my assumption, though, right? Because you you look at you you look at Mark, you look at you look at the commissioner of a number of sports, and they're highly unpopular, and they make incredibly. And they make incredible, like what seem to be stupid decisions. And I can't believe and how incompetent and they, well, how do these guys keep sticking around? Right. It's because the people who hired them hired them to be the bad guy and make the stupid decisions so that they can then go, boy, this guy, what, what are you going to do? Like this guy, I, I mean, it's not like we can control him. Oh, by the way, here's a five-year contract extension. Like, like. That's the job, the job of the president of the NCAA, the, the commissioner of the NFL is maximize revenues for the owners and be the bad guy. And that's what the money's for. For the most part, it's not like this board of directors, board of governors does this for a living. They have full-time jobs where they do something else and it's not, this isn't their thing. You know, managing sports, managing a sports organization, managing athletics. I mean, they have colleges to run or I don't know what it is that Grant Hill does anymore. But it, anyway, <laughs> they, they, have, they have other they have other things to do. Uh, let's see. Did uh, I know Amy hasn't listened. I don't have any feedback from Tyler. Number one, Amy hasn't made it through the show Odyssey. <laughs> That was last week's show. Yeah. Um, Sarah did appreciate the Arby's joke. 
And um, she said, toddler number negative 18, Sarah Judson Brown said, um, if you want to know the backstory behind the joke that we did specifically for Sarah last week, if you sign up for her special newsletter, she'll let you in on the behind the scenes. So I'll post a, I'll post a link so that you can sign up for her newsletter. Uh, I'll post it on Facebook, on our Facebook page for this episode. If you sign up there and let her know this, the reason why you signed up is because of this, then she'll let you in on the behind the scenes story of, of why Arby's was last week's sponsor or something. <laughs> so the other piece of feedback from Sarah was about Greg High's toddler number 17's Bob Ross Baywatch crossover. Yeah, yeah. Would it, could it possibly be a, an actual combination of the two shows where it would be Bob Ross wearing a high-cut bathing suit and running slowly across the beach Baywatch style? And frankly, we're in trouble for even putting that image in her mind. But <laughs> I'm I'm now I'm now just thinking about Bob Ross's huge um sort of that afro haircut, right? And him running in slow motion and his hair slowly bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just cause because Baywatch is known for bouncing, but suddenly you're like I don't get it. Nope. I don't. Nope. I don't this see is what that. everybody's been talking about. <laughs> Bob watch. As opposed to Bay Ross. Bay Ross. Bay Ross is probably where to go with that. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. There's trouble down at the beach. Somebody better call Bay Ross. <laughs> then, then out he comes running slowly. The Afro bouncing. And instead of that big red thing that they carry, he's literally got his palette that is of his paints is in one hand. That's what he's carrying to go rescue somebody. Just sorry. Go down I'm to the beach and rescue a drowning victim. Just nice and easy. We're going to swim out. Swim in some happy little waves. Yep. And there's some seagulls. <laughs> Let's see. I think I got we did I got one more piece of feedback from the educated idiots on our crossover episode. Okay. You ready for this? Okay. Hey fellas, it's your idiot toddlers here. The real question becomes, how do you think Dan is going to have the patience and understanding to pull off cross promotional materials like this? That in and of itself could be the best part. That man doesn't even, he, he understands setup punchline. He doesn't understand setup, pause, wait, wait for it, stay focused, punchline. Um, I don't know if that makes us the station 19 of this whole setup or the Grey's Anatomy. What I do know is Dan doesn't know either of those two shows. It will be great. Uh, we'll get our marketing teams on it, um, and we'll uh, we'll find a way to make this cross promotional episode happen for sure. Keep up the great work, gentlemen. DJ to go Cedar Valley, your five star DJ service. And he even worked a plug in. It's amazing. 
I'm I'm just thinking he's using the opportunity to 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 go after good to go after his podcast partner on another podcast. Um <laughs> shots fired. Hey, hey, hey Dwayne, I you're you're not using their app, but you're not using uh, educated idiots podcast to take shots at me, are you? How would you know? <laughs> That's why I'm asking. I'm just gonna have to take your word for it. Um here's the thing. I'm not but Dan is. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not. That's not true. Um, at one, he said something. He said something on last week's show about um, how he hates all Todds. But it was that was. They also do very targeted material, and mm-hmm. that was a dig at a different Todd. And not you, and not Bickney's, and not Weedmeyer, and not all, not several other Todds that he knows. And then I got, I got an apology email that I was supposed to pass along to you, to make sure that you weren't offended by him saying on his podcast that he he has, you know, he has no tolerance for Todds. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <clears throat> I mean, the only question I would have is when he said that, was it funny? Because if it's it was funny, abs- oh, it was. Yep. <laughs> You don't have to apologize for funny. That's what I told him. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I I do have, um, I've got a piece of feedback and I have some follow-up. Okay. Uh, feedback from Lisa from a couple of episodes ago. Basically, what she said is, if you guys are going to keep doing uh, these visual jokes, uh, you probably need to start putting your stuff on YouTube so that uh, so that people can see the the stuff that we're talking about, including the NBC headlines, the Amazon icon, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, so good news. Hey, Dwayne, how's your video editing skills? She's going to have to make a choice because you remember her feedback on our forty five minute no cut episode. Yes, yes. Don't do that okay. ever again. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. That was clear. Right. So she can either have video, but it's going to come with a 45 minute no cut. Version. Oh, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. No. Or she can have the edited version that we have now yeah. with less visual jokes. Or we just keep doing what we're doing and we just keep explaining the visual jokes. <laughs> I mean, because that's probably what's going to most likely happen. Yes. I yeah, will say I had, is... I had a visual joke this week, and I actually pulled it out for this comment. But we'll, we'll leave it for next week. So it's not every week, but something else coming. So, And then uh, the, only, the, the, uh, the follow-up that I had was uh, I just wanted to say thank you. So I thought as I was listening after last week, I realized that I was referencing a, uh, a, a now former NFL player. And I completely got his name wrong. And you and I talked about, wow, that's a weird name given where he plays and everything. And then I went, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to go back on and correct the fact that I got the name wrong. You luckily edited all of that out so that I looked good. Um, So I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, no, I I was already writing the note. Yeah, got to go clean that up. And luckily it it just went away from the cut. So, um, yeah. So technically, I guess this could be cut too, but probably not. So anyway, that's that's what that's what an editor does. Anytime I can make you look smart. That's that's what you pay me 
well, don't pay me. I, I don't, anyway, yes, that's what friends are for. There you go. <laughs> All right. I see we're doing well on our commitment to wrapping up follow-up and feedback in a short amount of time. <laughs> well, there's a whole segment there that we were going to cut out that I know we're going to cut out. Yeah. Yeah. That part where you and I were doing math for a while, that can all go. Yeah, that's going to, yeah, a lot of that's okay. going to go. Yeah. All right. So we'll, this this should be, I'm going to, I'm going to, this will get cut out too, if I'm wrong, but <laughs> I'm going to guess feedback is going to be under 20 minutes and follow up. Here's the thing. You're the only one that gets to decide that. So, um... <laughs> You literally get to decide how long this is. <laughs> Sharpen it up. There we go. So you, you get to pick the over under and then you get to pick which part of that part of that you want. Right. Although I did notice last in last week's episode, um, you made a comment about how we were recording early. So this thing was going to get out before Friday. And I said, oh, hold on. But hold on there, bud. Maybe not. And I said, but of course, that comment will never air if it doesn't. And I was surprised <laughs> that it came out on Saturday with you boasting that it was going to come out early. <laughs> I was like, that was a, that was a bold decision on Dwayne's part. <laughs> because I started editing it. You made it past and, that point. And I made it past that point And I thought I was going to make it. And, and then Lucas came home, showed up on Thursday night and everything went to hell in a handbasket. And we spent the next two days hanging out with Lucas who had come home from college. <laughs> but, but you already left the comment in. <laughs> but I, and then forgot that I had left the comment in and didn't go back and fix it. Cause as I was listening, I went, Oh yeah, crap. <laughs> oh, well, I guess it's kind of funny. All right. What do we, uh, let's see. What do we have here? Should we, oh, Hey, do we have, do we have time for a real quick Todd's tech corner? You said that last week and it went 10 minutes, but sure. This one's, this one's going to be shorter. Uh, as we record it, uh, again, behind the curtain here, we're recording this a little early today. Today, as we record it is March 31st. Uh, today is world backup day. So if you have a world, you need to go back it up. No, just kidding. Um, beep, beep, <laughs> beep, beep, on back, beep. on back. So, uh, so <laughs> you got the, the mon backers over here. Yeah, what do you exactly. do? What's your job? I'm a mon backer. What do you do? Mon back, mon back. So I'm just I'm just taking this as an opportunity for hopefully this is one of the more useful Todd's tech corners ever, let's say. Um you know, this is one one day a year uh, the hard drive industry has picked to point out that you should be backing up your um all of your files at least in one place if not if not multiple places. And um I do if 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 you want to go down for 20 to 30 minutes, I I I do have an entire presentation uh, about a personal backup strategy that you can use. Um, but I'm assuming that would be cut anyway. So we'll just, uh, you could just whoosh that right out and then we'll just move on to, to the rest of the content. But, uh, anyway, uh, world backup day. I have, I have three external hard drives and a cloud drive on the computer that I'm using. So I'm good. Cause we don't, we don't want to lose a bit of any of this especially the stuff that you edited out, but you want to make sure that the outtakes, those 
as we learned earlier, the outtakes are probably better than what gets left in sometimes. So we want to make sure that those stay backed up. I have just for whatever it's worth. I have every minute of every episode raw that we have ever recorded. That's yeah. Wow. Mm. Oh, so many ones and zeros. To be honest, there's a lot more zeros than ones in that, but that's fine. <laughs> I, th- I think that's how that works, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, we're both zeros. That's true. Yep. Yep. yep there you go. <laughs> uh, World backup day. Yep. Catch it. Yep. <laughs> It's fantastic. Oh, never mind. Oh, okay. Hey, so looking at topics, I have a business opportunity for us. You know, as we're looking to expand the Talking to Todd empire. Um, Bring it on. Me, yep. You may or may not have seen this, but I don't know that you really wrapped your head around what, how we could incorporate this in into the, the podcast and YouTube channel that apparently we're starting. Um, we do have a YouTube channel. Oh, Okay. I, sh- I, sh- I should really attend meetings. <laughs> I, should, I should really understand what's going on here. All right. Let me send you that link. I did see this. So what I sent Dwayne a link is the, the motel that was used for the exterior shots uh, for Schitt's Creek is for sale. The Rosebud Motel. You got a you got a cool one point two mil floating laying, laying around. Is that is that Canadian or or the or U.S. money? I did the I did the conversion for you. Mm, thank you. Okay, cool. I'm I'm just saying, you know, well, before we get to before we start borrowing money, Amy probably needs to watch the rest of the series because otherwise she may not sign off on it. <laughs> it's getting better because last night we watched the episode where. Moira and David cook and David learns how to fold in the cheese. <laughs> Just fold it in. David, I can't teach you everything. Can you teach me one thing? Oh, so I will point out, I, I'm not sure I'm reading this article now. I, I, I skimmed it, but now I'm reading the bottom of it, and I realize this may not be as good of a business opportunity as I realized. Uh, according to The Guardian, the motel is now closed. Although it's been a favorite tourist destination for fans of the show. So for $1.2 million, we can buy a closed motel that we can't visit because it's in Canada and the border's closed. That, that creates no revenue, but people drive by and take pictures of and then leave. Yeah, it's it's a 90-minute drive from Toronto, but it does have a two-story manager suite and a separate cottage. Talking you know, to Todd Home Office. Oh, move it from Tuba City? Mm, yeah. Boy, that would... You know, here's the thing. I, I don't... I mean, no offense. I mean, you know, we can talk about this, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I want to move all of those American jobs out of the country. Right. If we if we take all of the all of those jobs with a home office in Tuba City and move them move them to a you know to a low tax haven like Canada. All right. 
I, I see now. We, we see, probably should pencil this out a little bit more. Yeah. See where the problem is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's got 10 rooms. So, I mean, you know, we've, we got, we got space for us. We got a, there's recording studios. Um, right. Wouldn't that be great if, if, uh, you know, we each took a, ho- we each took a motel room to do this exact same thing and we're just on the other side of a shared wall, but it still has to go through the internet to record. That, that's, that's how we way do it. That's how we, that's how, that's exactly how we would do it. Yes. <laughs> We'd walk down They're say, tra- Hey, okay. See you in a bit. And then we would both go into the separate rooms, record, come back out. That's pretty good. Yeah. I thought so too. Give me five minutes. I got to get set up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so we'll put that on the maybe list for the talking to Todd empire. Let me ask you if we buy it, can we write it off? I think it's nothing but a write off. <laughs> well then fantastic. Although I'm thinking at some point, I mean, 1.2 million. I mean, eventually you do have to have something to write that off against. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it, it's currently closed. Right. It wouldn't have to stay closed. No, no, because with all of with all of my acumen about uh, working with people and being service oriented, I'm sure I could stand a stand a motel 90 minutes north or 90 minutes outside of Toronto, just stand that up and and really, really bring that back to life. Yeah. Boy, what last else, week's show was a last week's show was a good one, wasn't it? Boy, that yeah. was good. <laughs> Boy, that was a good show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to do two good ones back to back. Raises the bar too oh. high. All right, but you so also I, don't want to do two bad ones back to back. So yeah, no, no, because that's that's a trend at that point. So, um, let's see. Yeah, uh, what what else is interesting to you on our on our list? Well, Schitt's Ch- Creek won multiple awards at the last Emmys. I guess the last Emmys they won. Yeah. They won everything. Yeah. Like everything. Right. What was there? You've got a note here about award shows that are really expensive. Is that, does this have a tie in? Yeah. Well, um, sort of. So let me, this, this was a, this could have gone in things I learned three weeks ago, but, um, (laughs) it's an incredibly popular segment. So what about a year ago that would have been a really good lesson. Um So this story from a couple of weeks ago was about the Golden Globes and about the train wreck that was the Golden Globes. Oh, and yes. basically, right? Like finger pointing and then it turns out that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association has some membership issues and yeah, all sorts of stuff. So so the hit pieces started coming out. Okay, so the Golden Globes is put on by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, and it is it airs on NBC, not on Peacock, but on on NBC Prime. Which way? So I'm going to ask you two questions. One, between Hollywood Foreign Press and NBC, somebody is paying the other person to either have it aired or the rights to air it, and. How much? So, which direction do you think the money flows in that con in that uh, in that relationship? And how much money do you think is at stake every year to put the Golden Globes, even if it's a train wreck, on NBC? Well, I have to think it's backwards because we're talking about it. So, 
And I, I don't even know what backwards would be at this point. So go ahead. <laughs> I mean, if let's the the discussion we had about how much the NFL gets paid for the right to air their games, right? Right. So with the NFL, the, the NBC the pays the NFL, right? Oh, yes, because because really what they're doing is buying content. Yes. Now, so in this case, I have to think that the Hollywood Foreign Press then pays NBC to be able to put it on. You're shaking your head now. I'm not right. No, no. So I, I now realize I, I led you down the completely by just bringing up the question. It led you down completely the wrong thing. You Basically, did because I, I figured yes. it was. I figured that was yeah. what we tend to do around here is juxtaposition, right? Ooh, this is wow. how it yeah. ought to be, and yet this is how it actually is. That we tend to do that a lot, right? Okay, so, true. Okay. So I understand this case, I I made that mistake. Sorry. I'm not actually, I'm not trying to trip you up there. In this case, NBC does pay the Hollywood foreign press a fee for the right to broadcast the golden globes every year and then sell advertising against it. Right. Cause that's all that matters is they just want eyeballs to sell advertising against. So, um, what do you think? What do you think the golden globes is worth to the NBC? More than a million, less than a million. We're gonna go. We're gonna go higher. Yep, we're gonna go. We're gonna go higher, Bob. Okay, um, twelve million dollars a year. So in 2018, NBC paid the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and Dick Clark Productions, which okay. actually does it. NBC paid those two a combined twenty-one million dollars for the rights to air the Golden Globes. Okay. That was 2018. This year, reportedly, they paid nearly $60 million and will be doing that every year through 2026. Did they let ESPN's Monday Night Football negotiators take over for them? You know, NBC was like, you know, that's a train wreck. I gotta gotta have me some of that. I don't, I don't want that to fall into the hands of anybody else. So yes, so so NBC pays those two groups 20 60 almost 60 million dollars. Last last fiscal year, Hollywood Foreign Press pulled in 20 There's only like what? 97. There's only like 87 people in the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. It's under 100 people. Last year that group pulled in million from NBC as their portion. (laughs) Oh, now that I think about this, okay, new business opportunity. We need to start an award show. (laughs) Oh, and and you know where the tie-in is? Do you know the location? You know where we're going to host it? At the motel, 90 minutes outside of Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) That, That is where we're hosting the 2021 Toddies. That would be awesome. Now, can we get NBC to pay us $60 million for that? I'd be happy if they paid us $1 million for that. No, 1.2. You know what? At that point, I would be happy to be on Peacock. Frankly, I'd be happy if we're on Tubi for that, right? Like, let's get some of that Tubi money. I mean, I mean, that's like, that's like $300,000 per member of the Hollywood foreign presses. I don't know what else they do, but huh? Yeah. 
Now, mostly, mostly what they do is kick back and relax. Yeah. Well, yeah. There. You see what I did there? <laughs> here's the, here's, here's to tell you how, how good of a business decision it is though. This is all out of the Los Angeles times in 2020. NBC brought in $47.5 million in advertising from that show. Okay. So they paid 60, made 47. The most money they've ever made is in 2019 when they made 51.9 million, 52 million. When popular movies such as The Stars Born, Black Panther, and Bohemian Rhapsody were in contention for major awards, the most they've ever made is 52 million. And they signed a five-year contract to pay $60 million. You know, I am not, I don't know how to run a network. I am, I am now clear that I am not, I do not understand nor am I qualified to run. Hi, hey, hey, Dwayne, how do you turn $60 million into $50 million? Give it to NBC. Old, old joke. You know how to make a small fortune in farming? Start with a big one. That's exactly how it works. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Please go um, ahead. So now that we set the rate of Golden Globes at sixty million, um, do you want to take a shot at what the Walt Disney co- uh, Company pays for an annual license to televise the Oscars? Again, I'm sticking with twelve million dollars, Todd. All right. I think they're better right. negotiators. I think they're better negotiators than NBC. All right. Final answer: twelve million. All right, let's go to the big board. About $100 million a year is what Walt Disney pays for the rights to broadcast the Oscars. For one night. I mean, admittedly, it's like four and a half hours long. But yes, it's it's a single telecast, $100 million a year. But isn't that about what NBC was paying for... Sunday night football for 16 weeks. They were paying, what did we say? About a billion, about a billion. So they were paying, they were paying less than that for Sunday night football per game. Per game. We are in the wrong, we're in the wrong, wrong business. I do love this. I love this line from, from the article. The Golden Globes Award is no longer profitable for NBC Universal, according to a knowledgeable executive who is not authorized to speak publicly. <laughs> There's a I'm lot bad. to unpack in that sentence. <laughs> so, so we paid 60 and we brought in 50. I'm not authorized to tell you 50 is less. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Um, there's, 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 Yes. So we need to start thinking about an award show that we can host at the, uh, at the well, Rosebud. So, so we, yeah, at the Rosebud, we need to, uh, we need to kick up, we need to kick up the toddies, um, and make these a much, much bigger deal. So, okay. Good to uh, know. Have you watched the golden globes? They don't have to be a whole lot bigger. I think, I think if we did it, I think if we just do it the same way we were recording these, um, it couldn't be much worse than what they were. Am I on? Is this live? What? Anyway. So what have you been, what have you been watching this week? Yeah. So we've, uh, staying on the last week, we talked about the, uh, great food truck race. I need to spell that out. So I don't get it confused with what we talked about. Um, 
Also on the uh, on the on the uh, Food Network is the Tournament of Champions, hosted by Guy Ferrari. For, for, Ferrari. For, yeah, sure. Yeah. <sighs> this looks so easy when you watch other people do it. Okay. Anyway, so also um, is it also George George BMW? Is he also help host that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And Federico Lamborghini, um, who just who uh, is just he's so good. Um, anyway, so, so guy, guy, guy is a guy. He it's, it's a, it's a cooking competition. You've got, uh, you've got 16 cooks. It's, it's a, Oh, once again, we screwed this up because you know what he's doing is he's putting cooks in brackets and we forgot to do the talking to Todd tournament of champions two bracket challenge. Oh man. We just keep messing this up left and right. I mean, this Another would, this missed would, opportunity. I know. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so um, if you, if you want to watch really good cooks compete against each other in a bracket style um, and make stuff that you're, it's it's always funny though because some of it's like there was one because it's a game. They have they have the randomizer. So so guy spins the wheel and there's a protein. The you know it picks a protein, it picks a I don't know is it a vegetable or something? It picks a style of cooking and a kitchen utensil that you have to use, and how long you have to do it. And so, like one of them was like you have to use an air fryer, and one of the chefs was like I, I don't I don't even know what that is. Like I don't what that doesn't even make sense. So um, okay. Um, one of the ones we watched last night, the, the one came up and the protein was, uh, muscles. And it was just like, it's amazing. Cause the judges were like, mm, this is all really good. And, uh, I, I was joking with Lisa. I would be like, so I'm going to rate this dish, this dish down because I can taste the muscles. And, um, I just wanted cheese all over them or something. Cause that's nasty. Even if it was done well, like, I don't care that they were done well. I don't want to taste that crap. So, um, anyway, <laughs> that would, that would be actually, that would be much more entertaining judges than we, as a, a James Beard award winner, mm, the smoky flavors that are coming out of it, the umane, umame flavors. I'd be just like, mm, you know what this could have used? Tabasco. Just put some Tabasco on that. That would have. <laughs> Anyway, we've been watching that, and we uh, we continue um, I want, as ever. I want to, melted Velveeta and ketchup on my ribeye. That's what I want. Hey, Patrick Mahomes, how you doing? Um, Thank you. So um, we've been watching that, and of course, we continue to watch. Uh, we continue to watch our YouTube's uh, YouTube series on uh, on English trains and train stations. Um, continuing continuing with that, and oh. Actually, I can recommend another YouTube series because we've been, it, 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 they all, they all, because they're all, they all live in London. They all know each other. I don't know how it works. Um, there's a YouTube series called map men and, um, yeah, they, okay. they, they take a, they take a four to five minute look at a map and explain oddities or, you know, what, what, why why is this thing so jagged right here or hey why is west berlin missing from this map completely um anyway they're 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 pretty funny um if if you like if you like cartography jokes um this is you've you, you probably already know about it so uh 
anyway, we've, we've also been watching Map Men on YouTube. You know, the fact that we're watching this much YouTube might be the reason why Lisa is recommending that we should put more of our show on YouTube because that's where we're at now. So, Dwayne, how do you feel about uh, trains? No? Okay. Sorry. What have you been watching? We, we, we have been watching season nine of RuPaul. And I'm reading this New York Times newsletter this morning. It always makes recommendations of, you know, you should watch this. You should watch this other thing. You should watch this new video from Sasha Velour, RuPaul's drag winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. Hashtag spoiler alert. Hashtag spoiler alert, which is, I'm like, Come damn on. it. Now, admittedly. I know I'm four years behind. I was going right? to say, they're yeah. on season 13 and you're watching season nine. That's that's sort of like saying, I was reading this article and they made a, I am your father joke and I didn't understand it. So I looked it up and whoa, wh- wh- where did that come from? Somebody needs to warn me about this crap. But point taken. So I just I ruined know. the suspense of the entire season, right? Yeah. So I talked to Amy about it and she says, yeah, I already knew that. Cause when the four of us, when you and Lisa and Amy and I were all talking about it, she's like, I knew that Sasha Velour had won because I had to go look at the list of all of the names and I saw that she had won, but I still didn't remember who was in the bottom three. Well, as it turns out, we just watched episode, I don't know, 11. And there are four in the bottom three (laughs) or the final three, the final three, the final three is actually four people. So yeah. Yeah. So she's your final three, one, two, three, and four. Excuse me. What? Yeah. It's don't worry about it. It's a thing. And not for nothing. I thought all four of them deserved to be in the final. (laughs) And you know, if we, if we, if we can just be honest for a second, I think if you take a look at the body of work of all four of the Queens, I think they were all four deserving and I support RuPaul's decision to put all four of them through and then make the decisions that need to be made. It is generally a padded body of work. I don't know. I, (laughs) I watched this show for the runway puns as much as anything else. Oh, there, there, that's about as good a pun work as you will see anywhere on TV are the puns that they use on the uh, that the judges use on the runway that is that's probably the top none of them are we can't put any of them on our podcast but they that is that is a high level of pun of punditry <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Oh, oh i'm so proud of myself for that one uh and then i also realized just realized that Zoe's extraordinary playlist, the started again, apparently in January. And here it is. What? Almost Almost April April. one. It's going to be at least April, maybe May anyway. (laughs) Plus minus. And so, yeah, so I started, uh, I started catching back up on those. So if you like musical television, uh, did you learn anything this week? Um, I, I I did, and I'm I'm hoping some others learned learned along with me. Um, as as part of the uh, all the racing series, I I, I watch Formula One, I watch NASCAR, um, whatever. The, the, 
at some point they're all they're all kind of leaning into gimmicks just to get people to watch and so nascar had a gimmick this weekend um so nascar has not raced on a dirt track in in 50 years and they thought it would be fun if they took today's drivers and today's cars which weigh like two tons and put them on a dirt track and see what happens. So they didn't take, they didn't take dirt track cars. They didn't take sprint cars from like Knoxville. They took full size, actual cup cars with seven, eight, 900 horsepower and said, we're going to run them on a dirt track. But most dirt tracks aren't big enough to run 40 full size cars. So yeah, (laughs) so here's what they did. They they took the Bristol track in Bristol, Tennessee, which is a, you know, it's a, it's an asphalt concrete half mile track, I believe. And they brought in like 2000 dump trucks full of dirt and covered the entire track. It's a banked track, by the way, they covered the entire thing in dirt and then said we're going to run we're going to run we're going to run the truck series and the cup series and we're all going to we're going to run that now there's some things that they learned fairly quickly first of all goodyear produced a specific tire to for this to work but you have a 2 ton car on a dirt track but it's not dirt it's dirt with with concrete or asphalt below it in the first practice, tires were making it four or five laps before exploding. So the race is 250 laps. So they quickly calculated that they were going to run out of tires pretty early. How many tires did you bring? Not enough. It doesn't matter how many we brought. It's this not is not going to work. We, just, we, we, we have a half mile track of cars and a full mile track full of tires. Cause that's really what you just, just constantly bringing in tires. So they, they made some switches or whatever else. And then they were ready to race on Sunday. And what they didn't take into account was rain. And there was a lot of rain and it, it rained all Saturday night and kind of screwed the track up. Um, so they couldn't race on Sunday um, because it turned it into a mud pit. And apparently the cars can't run in that. So they raced on Monday afternoon. And here's, here's what I learned. So you've got dirt, but it, it's just a layer on, it's just a layer on top of a a regular racetrack so that it doesn't, if it dries out, all it's going to do is turn to dust and nobody will be able to see anything and it will all just kind of blow off. So they want the dirt to stay on the track. So how do you keep dirt from leaving the track? What would you do? You spray it down with water. You do spray it down with water. So they had massive torrential downpour, too much water, but then they went out and they sprayed down the track and they got it all nice and everything and started the race. When you add water to dirt, what does it become? I bet this thing was a muddy mess. So um, Kyle Busch, one of the most famous NASCAR drivers, his, his car, he had to come in his car was overheating because of all of the mud that was caked at the front of the car is the radiator inlet. And it was completely caked with mud and his car was overheating. 
Now that happens in a race. Mind you, this is a 250 mile race. He had to come in on lap 15 because he had overheated his car (laughs) because of the amount of mud in 15 laps. Now, were there accidents? Yes. Yes, there were. And when they talked to the drivers, they said, so what did you see? And multiple drivers said, I mean, there's really no traction. And so I couldn't really guide the car, but it didn't matter because I couldn't see out of my windshield. So I was basically just hitting the gas and going and hoping for the best. You know, my, my, my guess is that your intake isn't going to clog if you're in first. Everybody else, no, or, or it, if you're far enough behind that you're you're not. But if there's any kind of well throw out of behind the car, you're screwed. Yeah. But here's the problem: it's only like a half mile track, and you've got forty <laughs> cars. So even if you're in first, you're always behind somebody. <laughs> yes, you're right. So at the beginning of the race. The cars were overheating and there were accidents because the windshield, the, the in-car camera, you couldn't see the racetrack and guys are just driving like just, just, I mean, they're flooring it and shifting and they're like, you just hear their spotter like left, left, straight, left, left, good luck. Like, but then, but then by the, by the end of it, the water had finally worn off and it turned to dust. And at one point I'm watching near the end of it and Lisa walks by and goes, Who's leading? Who's even in this? You literally couldn't see anybody. And they took a shot from the blimp outside of the stadium. This is a, you know, half mile. The entire stadium looked like Pigpen was doing a dance in there. And there was this massive amount of dust just coming out of this stadium. I'm not even clear who won. I'm not sure anybody's clear who won. Um, Anyway. All the drivers seem to have a lot of fun. They were like, I, I guess they're going to do it again next year. And they're like, boy, um, at one point, one of the drivers was in the lead and then they had a caution and somebody said, hey, how many laps have you done on dirt? And the guy said, how many laps have we done in this race? And they said, 46. And he goes, I've done 46 laps on dirt. <laughs> <laughs> was it good racing? No. Was it entertaining? absolutely you just have guys and cars i i can't see so just hit the gas and hope for the best nascar it's fantastic what 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 did you learn this week every time i say that i learned something about my phone you say oh yeah that's been a thing for like two years right that's come up occasionally yep okay so ooh. Okay. Purdy. Is that a new phone? I have you know, I have a new phone. That does not look like an eight. Or a flip phone. It's a it's a twelve mini. Oh, isn't that adorable? It's the exact same size as my eight. <laughs> Except it's all screen. <laughs> so, but one of the things that I found that I can do that I couldn't do on my old phone is Pin conversations in in messages. messages. Yes. So the people that I message the most, I can pin these conversations up to the top. If I could do it before, I didn't know about it. But 
I'll just be quiet. I'll just, you know what? I probably, I probably, and I probably could, but because the screen was so small on that other phone, it wouldn't have done me any good if I actually could have done that. So here's what's funny on my list of things to bring up at some point, I had pin conversations and messages and I was going to bring that up on this show, but I hadn't figured out how to introduce, Hey, do you know that you can do this? Because either the answer is going to be, of course, I know how to do this. Why are you even bringing this up? What do you think I am? Like, like, come on. I mean, I, I know how to use my phone, which makes me look bad. Or you'd be like, holy crap, really? Which makes you look bad. So um, <laughs> this is what I call a win-win um, because you self-reported this. Yes. Yes, I did. And I just had to sit here and go, mm-hmm, mm, that sounds exciting. <laughs> I learned how to swipe up and which is not a function that you have on the eight to be able to swipe from the bottom to change which yep. apps you're using swipe left and right at the bottom to move from app to app, which is really handy. There's all kinds of really cool things that I can now do now that I have a phone that's from this century. I don't know. And the best thing is, I mean, you, you bought a new phone. You, you got to do the the best parts of a new phone then is, I mean, you got to unbox this brand new phone and peel that cover right off just, of it and just like just, open that up, right? Just, just rubbing it in, aren't you? Yeah, we went to the Verizon store. I, I, did, I think the text that I sent you was, and it was, it's kind of like the the MasterCard priceless thing, right? I got a new phone, which is great. And I got the screen protector installed. But the at the Verizon store, before I could turn around, opened the box, unboxed it, and peeled the cover off of it. And I'm like, nah! And I texted this to you. And you said, that's that's the best part about getting a new phone. And I texted it to Lucas and he said, that's the best part about getting a new phone. (laughs) I'm like, yes, he is my son. Music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can subscribe to Talking to Todd by going to Overcast or Apple Podcast or Spotify or just about any place else you get your pods. Just search Talking in the number two. If you don't like the podcast player you're listening on, there's a couple dozen of them out there, any of which are better than Podbean. You can check out our page on Facebook. Uh, you can also check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. Tweet at us at Talking to Todd. Leave us a voicemail at 515-ALSO-CPA. That's 515-257-6272. You can stop by the Tuba City Home Office or the one that's 90 minutes outside Toronto, apparently. And as always, stop by TalkingToTodd.com. Thank you, as always, to our listeners. We appreciate you. And send your feedback to feedback at talking to Todd.com. Todd? Do you know you can uh, you can make phone calls in this thing?
I just didn't know if you were. That's the reaction I'm looking for. <laughs> and, and and honestly deserve. <laughs> and on that note, we've been talking to Todd. <laughs> We should make a note about doing a lot less math on our show on the air. (laughs) I think our listeners would appreciate that.